and welcome to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where we ponder life from a biblical perspective, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. Come, let's ponder these things together. So, how did I get on this trajectory of podcasting? It probably started a few years ago when we moved. We moved from a two-story larger home to a one-story. But with that downsizing came the realization that this ENFP personality that likes to do a little bit of everything and enjoys a lot of different creative avenues... I had to choose a few things that I could do in the new place because there wasn't as much room. It was hard to let go of all that fabric in my sewing stash. Well, okay, not all of it, but don't tell my husband. Just kidding. He knows all about it. So after the move, I decided to focus on something that would not require much space. So I started writing again pulled out all of my old journals and notebooks and started gathering up all the things that I had written over the years and realized I need to do something with this. It's been a whole lifetime of writing without sharing it. So while writing and researching and praying about what to do in the future, the road towards podcasting kept coming up. So on January 2nd, 2020, I started seriously looking into podcasting. At the time, it seemed a side effort because that way in the future, I would be able to share the writing that I have through podcasting. But the deeper I got into this, the more I left the writing behind. So I still have some accountability partners that are keeping me on track. I have to keep going back to that writing because that was the whole reason for doing this. As I began this adventure, I had read that most people that start a podcast don't make it beyond the seventh episode. So, with prayer and determination, I was going to make it past seven. And I kept going and kept going. And all of a sudden, I turned around and I had 30 podcasts together. It was just before Christmas 2019 that I really started even listening to my first podcast. And that was mainly on cleaning and homemaking so that I would be encouraged and I wouldn't be watching TV that would distract me from my work. The listening to these stories really helped and encouraged me. But then I thought, well, I could share Jesus this way as well. And that would be something to encourage others with. After putting my toe in the pool of podcasting, I jumped in and started my first series on the Song of Solomon. I'm about halfway through that right now on Monday nights. And on Fridays, I started a Friday feature story session. And it's kind of been different uh, since I've started a few months ago. We had a kindness series, some Friday feature stories, a HOPE collaboration with the uh, Christian Podcast Association. That has been a real blessing 
to me to learn how to do more of this in a more efficient manner, saves time and energy. And recently, the Christian Podcast Association started a more in-depth group called the Rocket Podcast Association. Eric Nevins and Misty Phillip have started a ground-level group right now, and we are very blessed to have a really good group of people to bounce things off of and learn together. We all come from very diverse areas of life, but we all have one thing in common, and that's Jesus. One of the new things that I started was a Facebook community group. I've had the page and my own personal page, but the new community group actually just started a couple of days ago. I'm hoping to get more of the listeners there to be able to give me some input so that I can get some ideas on what you might like to listen to on the podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, or just want to talk, come on by. It's Moments with Moni Facebook community group. It's a private page, so it is a safe place to continue the podcast conversation. Another recent milestone that I'd like to share with you is reviews. Who knew it? I was just going through Apple Podcasts and there were some reviews on my site. Thank you very much, everyone. There are three or four here that left comments, left some reviews that I really appreciate. Thank you. That helps the program get some more traffic. Thank you, Mom of 8 for the shout out here on Apple Podcasts. She writes, Moni, I thoroughly enjoy the moments you have prepared for us. Thanks. You are whimsical, creative, and clearly love sharing God's word in a very digestible package. And the musical intros and outros are unique and help lift my gaze upward. The next one is from Granny Paula. Moni shines with the love of the Lord. This is a podcast to listen to for encouragement and learning more about our wonderful Savior. The third review is from Misty Phillip. Love both the wisdom she shares coupled with beautiful storytelling on her solo episodes and love the sound effects. So fun to listen to and family friendly. Just finished listening to her first interview with Adria Wilkins about the joy box and kindness. And this episode really touched my heart. Moni's beautiful heart shines through this podcast. And the last one is from Adria Wilkins. I just met Moni about a month ago. I love your voice. It is so calming and encouraging. I can hear your smile and see your expressions through your inflection in your voice. Keep sharing your heart. You have a beautiful heart. A huge thank you and hug to all of you who left reviews. It's so encouraging to hear these kind words. To all of you out in podcast land, I guess I should mention that each one of these are podcasters themselves, and they are doing a fantastic job of sharing the same important message, like here on Moments with Moni, on their own podcasts. 
And one last thing about podcasting. I just got off of a hour-long mastermind session with the Rocket Podcast community. It's been wonderful to share these ideas and there's so many new things coming up. I'm really excited. With my personality, I love to start things, but being a part of this group helps me to be accountable and to continue the marching orders for this podcast. So we were driving on the way to church on Sunday and my husband starts telling me about him finishing the book of Job. Yeah, how many of you have gone through that recently? Especially during this time. Some people always have it worse. Some people always have it better than we do. But a few things caught my eye as I looked over this book to share with you real quick. And I'm reminded that in the beginning, Job had everything. Like many Americans. A house, a car, money in the bank, and a lot more. Yeah, it looked like a blessed life. And then that's when the enemy wants to step in and say, Ha! You're blessing him, God. Of course he's going to worship you. Of course he's going to love you. But take it all away, and then we'll see what happens. He'll just curse you to your face. So what does God do? He says, go ahead, go ahead. Take a look at Job. You can go so far, but do not kill him. God reminds us that he is still in control. Even if the enemy comes after us, he can't do anything. He's on a leash. He can only do what God allows. And there are reasons that God allows suffering in our lives. So the enemy, he gets permission from God to tempt Job. And what does his wife do? She says, oh, Job, just curse God and die. But what did he say to her? You're speaking foolishness, woman. How can I receive good from the hand of God and not receive evil as well? In all of this, the Bible says Job did not sin with his lips. He thanked God in all things. Enter Job's friends. You know those famous comforters? Well, in the beginning, for seven days, they sat in silence with him. They could see that he was truly suffering. I hope you have good friends in your life that can come alongside you when you're suffering. We always have Jesus. Sometimes it's nice to have someone right next to you, but it's not always possible. So if you're alone, look up. Jesus is always there. He wants to talk to you and he will comfort you a lot better than Job's friends did. After those seven days... Job got to the point where he just cursed the day that he was even born. Yeah, life is hard. Then Job's miserable comforters start speaking one by one and just toss fuel on the fire and accuse Job of so many things. And yet Job defends his integrity to his friends. And Job makes it clear that even if God were to kill him, he would still trust him. Job does some complaining, but he also states his faith. In chapter 19, verse 25, Job says, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that he shall stand on the last days upon the earth. And though my body will die, I will see God. Job is implored to repent. 
repent of his ways, and yet he desires to plead before God, God, I, you know, you know my heart. You know what I've done and what I haven't done. What's going on? He complains of God's indifference to wickedness and what's going on to him and going on around him. Wow, does that sound like today? Yes. Job's wealth is now poverty. All of his family is gone and killed, except for the wife that told him to curse God and die. And then God enters the stage and speaks and challenges Job. God asks him, Were you there when I laid the foundations of the earth? Were you there when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Job, have you entered into the treasures of the snow? Or have you seen the treasures of the hail, which I have reserved against the time of trouble, against the day of battle and war? Have you seen any of this, Job? Does the hawk fly by your wisdom and stretch her wings toward the south? Does the eagle mount up at thy command, Job, and make her nest on high? And Job is humbled as the Lord continues. Shall you, Job, contend with the Almighty and instruct him? Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer you? I will lay my hand upon my mouth, but I will proceed no further. Here Job cries, Uncle, I've had enough. I give. Are you there yet? Sometimes we need to be flat on our back before we look up and see the sky. We see the stars and we stop and think and listen for God's voice. Job had questioned God's justice in order to protect his own innocence. So the Lord said to Job, Stand up and fight like a man. Well, actually, it says, Gird up thy loins now like a man. I will demand of you and declare thou unto me. Will you also disannul my judgment? Will you condemn me that you may be righteous? Do you have an arm like God? Are you strong like me? Or can you thunder with a voice like God? Deck yourself then now with majesty and excellency and array yourself with glory and beauty. As sinners, we just want to do life our own way sometimes, don't we? Well, this life, this earth comes with rules. If you want to follow those rules, you got to follow them 100%. If you want to go with grace, thank God there's grace, there's Jesus. But those are our choices. You can't make up your own rules. I suppose you can if you go make your own planet somewhere, but don't take any dirt from this one to start your own. Finally, in chapter 42, Job submits to God. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no thought can be hid from you. I abhor myself and I repent in dust and ashes. At this point, God blesses Job. He puts a double blessing on him and he restores so much to him, much more than he had to begin with before all of his trials. But it's not about the stuff. It's about the heart that repented before the Lord. God brought an end to Job's suffering and set him free to enjoy life again. He restored Job bountifully. The Lord also spoke to Job's comforters. He said that his wrath was kindled against them and against his two friends for 
They have not spoken of him the thing that is right, as my servant Job has. All that to say, I wanted to share what my husband had shared on Sunday. Verse 8 in chapter 42 says, Therefore, where God is talking, where the Lord is speaking to the miserable comforters, Therefore, take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly, in that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job. Ouch! These were Old Testament times. The burnt offerings were still in force for It was a time of law. Sacrifice had not yet come through Jesus. So this was a way to be pardoned by God. But not only did the miserable comforters have to bring this sacrifice, a sin sacrifice to God, he told them to bring that offering and that Job, God's servant, would pray for them. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. A person who loves God and prays on behalf of his friends, God hears that. The Lord goes on to say that in the land there were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job, and their father gave them an inheritance among their brethren, which didn't usually happen. Inheritance usually went from father to son. But here the daughters are included. And after this lived Job a hundred and forty years. And he saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. So Job died, being old and full of days. Yes, there's strife. Yes, there's pain. Yes, there's suffering. There's unjust things that go on in life. But God... If we keep our focus on the finish line and not the here and now in our situations that surround us, then we can see that there is a happy ending for those that love God and are called according to His purposes, for those that trust Jesus with their life, that have given up the right to be able to do things their own way, but to surrender in humility to a God who loves us more than anything else, who created us. Trust God. Depend on God. Even though we may not be able to fathom all his workings, all his doings, it's like a tapestry, a quilt that's not put together yet, all the different pieces. But one day we will see this whole thing all put together and see the final product. Then all the nations and tribes and kingdoms will stand before God and f- or fall on their face and worship him because he's worthy to be worshiped, just as Job did. So let us learn from Job's suffering. Don't let our own suffering go to waste. Look up, trust, and depend on God for everything. There's a lot more packed in this book. So if you're so inclined, pick it up, give it a read, and let me hear what you learned. Thanks so much for listening and spending your moments here on Moments with Moni. God bless you. 
can find Moments with Moni on any Apple or Android podcast player or at my blog, Moments with Moni, or on a new community Facebook group. Come join the conversation. Thanks for listening. God bless you.